darling listener how are you and did you love the little treat there that i gave you the entire arrival of the queen of sheba from handel of course and neville mariner was conducting the st martin the fields or the academy st martin the fields um so yeah and i could i could lie through my teeth and say that i was going to give you that little treat there and have the whole thing because aren't i a wonderful wonderful presenter or i could just come clean and say for some strange technical reason my entire playlist just disappeared off the screen i'm thinking oh god what can i do now <laughs> anyway good excuse to play it i will uh, i will first up and say i've got a bit more handle later on so you're going to be double bubble double treat aren't i kind to you <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of those shows, isn't it? I just hope that you stay with me for the whole two hours. If you can't, don't worry, you can download the show on podcast and listen to me at some other time at your convenience. But in the meantime, let's start big, as we always do. Thank you. 
that's a bit loud even for me. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me, my head. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I don't know. It was all a bit exciting, wasn't it? What uh, was it? Of course, it was um, Vorjak and one of his Slavonic dances. He did eight of them, you know, and that was number one. He obviously wanted to kick things off with a bang. And he did Bavarian Radio Symphony Orchestra there under Raphael Kubelik. <laughs> Dear me. Oh, God. I'm not sure I can cope with the first um, half an hour of the show because, as, uh, as my regular listeners will tell you, starts loud, finishes quiet. But um, I don't feel very well this evening. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm, I'm, I'm not so ill that I can't be here because I'm not ill, ill. Have you ever been so cold that you can't get warm? I'm, I'm sort of in that, I'm in that space. So I, I went out this morning for a meeting and I knew that where I was going was going to be not warm. So I did wrap up. I had several vests, for those of you that know me about me and my vest. Uh, I, mean, I, I had to look tidy. This is the thing. I couldn't walk in there looking like, you know, I was going off somewhere, whatever. So I had to look tidy. So I put on several underlayers and I put on a nice wool jumper and a scarf and everything else, a pair of trousers, long socks. You couldn't see the long socks under the trousers, obviously, but they had Father Christmas on them. Don't mock. And I was in this meeting for about two hours and I'm sitting still. And this is what I find myself. If I sit still, I cannot get warm. And once I get cold, it is very, very difficult for me to get warm. Now, if I were not here now, where would I be? I will tell you. I would run myself the hottest bath I could have gotten into and I would have immersed. As it is, um, I've been back at, went back to the office after this meeting today and I've been sitting in my coat, which is one of these um, puffer type coats, you know, like, the, like a quilt, had the heating on, quilt, scarf around my neck, boots, everything, the whole enchilada. And I have, I, I'm not feeling well yet. <laughs> so the boss just came in a minute ago. Hello, how are you doing? So I went cold. And he'd left the door to the, the, the studio open, which of course can be quite toasty with all the tech we've got here. I'll close the door, he says. I didn't have to ask. He's so kind. And I've got myself a nice hot coffee here. So I shall, I shall indulge myself in a moment with that. So I hope wherever you are, you're, and it's not that cold, is it? I mean, it's, it's been quite, um, it's been quite mild, hasn't it, the last few days? But the temperature has gone down a tiny bit today. But I, it, it was the sitting still that did it for me, and it was one of those places where I don't know about you, but if you don't have your heating on for a few days, say you go away for Christmas or something, you come back after a couple of, it, it takes a while for the ambient temperature to get to where you want it to be, doesn't it? Well, if it's never that, if it's never that warm in there, it's never going to get to the ambient temperature. You're like, well, this place, I just knew it was going to be cold, and I'm going to stop whinging about the cold now. Well, just for five minutes, and have a little whinge in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what have I got for you now? Oh, let me find out. I've just I've been that busy ranging. I haven't been looking to see what I'm playing next. Oh, I think I'm pl- yes, I'm playing a bit of Brahms. Shall we? <laughs> Thank you. 
That's rousing, isn't it? Brahms' violin concerto in D major. That was the third movement, the Allegro Giocco. I can't pronounce it. Never mind. It's whatever it is. Giocoso, ma non troppo. That's the one. Oh, Vivace as well on the end of that, because you might as well have every single uh, thing on there, mightn't you? <laughs> so that was Janine Janssen was playing the uh, the violin. Antonio Papano was conducting her. And I'm not going to say it in Italian because I can, I can tell what it is because it's all based in Latin, isn't it? The Orchestra of the Academy of St. Cecilia or St. Cecilia. So, or the National Academy of St. Cecilia. I can't. I'm not going to try and do it in the Italian. I'm, I'm, it, I will just murder it and then you'll want to murder me. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Oh, dear. So am I getting any warmer? For those of you that have just joined the show, yes, I am still talking about <laughs> how cold I am. Uh, and it ain't that cold out there. So it's just me. It's just uh, it's, I've got thin blood. Or as we say up north where I come from, you're right, Nesh, you love, aren't you? <laughs> Nesh, N-E-S-H. A northern phrase for, you feel the cold, madam, don't you? Yes, I do. I am Nesh. Roslan and Ludmilla weren't, were they? Because they were from Russia, so they were used to it being Siberianly cold. Here they are running around doing what they do. Thank you. 
well. It's not just wonderful. Glinka's amazing music and that particular orchestra, the new Philharmonic Orchestra, I wonder what they did with the old one, was also conducted by Mikhail Glinka, not the guy that wrote it, I'm afraid, because <laughs> the original Glinka has been dead so many years. But very rousing piece, very rousing. And we've only got one more sort of loud piece. And this is, <laughs> I can't believe I've put this in. I must have been, I think I put this in, in earlier when I was feeling pretty rubbish. I'm, I'm actually starting to thaw out a tiny bit now, so I won't be whinging for the entire show. <laughs> You'd be delighted to know. But this is a bit of Haydn. And um, it's, it's a, I've played it loads of times in the past because it's just such a great piece of music. Insane et vane cure. And uh, it sounds like what it is. Insane, oh yeah, <laughs> drive you mad. <laughs> so it's a great piece of, it's a game of two halves, this piece of music, because you get the bit at the beat, you know, it's, it's just like the same thing twice. So you get the, the, the sort of, I'm really stressed out and I'm having a really bad day. In other words, this is me at the moment, feeling not very well and very cold and trying to get, get myself into a level of feeling like a human. And then there's the, the next bit, which is like, oh, don't worry, it's all going to be fine and everything's nice and everything's lovely and da 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 And then it repeats. But it ends up on a nice note. So it's like, oh, everything's horrible and then everything's lovely. So game of two halves, um, Oxford New College Choir. And um, and I think it's the and the New Century uh Baroque Orchestra are going to be playing the such right it is, all under the lovely Edwin Higginbottom.
finishes off quite nicely, doesn't it? But you can hear it, can't you, at the beginning? It sounds, you know, that sort of mental torment. <laughs> it's there, folks, it's there. Should we have some trumpets? We haven't had those for eight. We haven't done any brass for ages, have we? Where there's muck, there's brass. That used to be, was that, was that a programme? Where there's muck, there's brass? Or is that just a phrase? There is something, isn't there? Anyway, I can't remember what it is. No doubt you're screaming at the uh, the radio. <laughs> well, you can you can let me know oh seven five six five eight two five zero four one or studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk. Always happy to hear from my darling listener, and I shall give you a little shout out and what have you. So yeah, let's have some brass and Alison Balsam. She's good on the trumpet, isn't she?
good, isn't she? You can't knock it. Alison Bolton there, and she was conducting the Deutsche Kammerphilharmonie Bremen from the trumpet. How do you do that? <laughs> She's just that good. Hummel, that was. The trumpet concerto in E-flat major. The boss walked in the middle of that and goes, that's Haydn. I went, no, it's Hummel. But it is from Alison's uh, album called Haydn and Hummel. So you'd be forgiven, wouldn't you? What have we got now? Oh, yes, I've, I've done this today. I've got all of our holy trinity together. I've gathered them together, given them a big hug and said, OK, get out there and play together and be nice. So we're going to start with, um, I'm going to start with Bach. Because normally he's sort of towards the end, isn't he? Because it's normally quiet stuff. But we'll go with Bach to start with. And we're going to have one of his wonderful Brandenburg concertos. In fact, the first movement of number three. Thank you. 
Well, that was an interesting version, wasn't it? I think the harpsichord player was bigging up his part at the end there. <laughs> Obviously, his mum was at the concert and he wanted to sort of look, but mum, I can do this bit. <laughs> oh, bless his little heart, whoever he was, or she. Rinaldo Alessandrini, what a great name, was conducting the Concerto Italiano. Very good, very good. So I'm going to give a little shout out at the moment for a friend of mine whose birthday it is today. And uh, you know who, are, who you are, Alfred, don't you? So <laughs> I hope you've had a lovely day. I got a text from him to say, I went out for a walk and got very wet. <laughs> Happy birthday, get wet. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I hope you're having a lovely evening anyway, nice and relaxed. And I know that you listen to the show on a regular basis and your company is very much appreciated. So um, I know you haven't seen family today because they live a bit further away, but I know that you're getting together with all your lovely family and they will be no doubt making a big fuss of you as they should so uh, maybe you can defer the celebrations a bit until the weekend don't be soggy and definitely not on your birthday right then what have we got um oh uh yes we've got the next holy trinity member and this is beethoven now it's interesting isn't it because i often say oh violins aren't my favorite but we've already had uh, a brahma's violin concerto well, we might as well throw a beethoven one in just for just for good measure don't you think
the big finish there by Carlo Maria Gallini. He was conducting Itzhak Perlman, who was doing a fantastic job on the violin. And the backing group, no, no, not the Vandellas. It's not, it's, it's not them. It's the Philharmonia Orchestra. That was a bit of a reference to Tamla Motown. Do you remember Tamla Motown? For those of you who are, you know, knee-high to a daisy, ask your mum or maybe even your nan. Great music, Tamla Motown. They had all those groups, didn't they? We had the front singer and the backing singer. So, you know, Gladys Knight and the Pips. And um, what was the one that... Um, the Miracles. Smokey Robinson, The Miracles. You had, you had them all, didn't you? It was all, all great stuff. Diana Ross and the Supremes. And apparently the reason why they split up like that, they had the, the name of the person plus their backing group, was to do with tax, apparently. Because it used to be the Supremes, didn't it? It was the Supremes. And then, uh, then it was Diana Ross and the Supremes. And he had all that, and it was something to do with tax. I don't know, and I work in finance, but it was so many years ago when I was probably near to a grasshopper, so <clears throat> I don't know. Go and, go and look it up. It'll be, it'll be on Google. <laughs> Down to our last Holy Trinity member now, and it's going to have to be Mozart, isn't it, because that's the only one we've not heard from just yet. So here we go. This is one that you, you will know this piece of music because it gets used all over the place, and I've heard versions uh, on the piano, on the violin, everywhere. Guitar, the lot. But here we go. This is the this is the piano sonata number uh, eleven, the third movement. The Alaturka. Angela Hewitt is going to play it on the piano as originally scored by the man himself. Thank you. 
good old Angela, but she practiced all day before she recorded that. <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. I don't know. It's all very silly, isn't it? She had a bit of Greek. We haven't had any Greek for ages. The Peer Gint Suite. Now, we've got the whole The Mountain King, haven't we? But this is the wrong part of the show for that because that's a bit loud, isn't it? And we are at the middle of the show now, just one minute past nine. And if you haven't pinged me with any news of your day, then you can ping me now, 07565 825041 or studio at uk. Let me know what you're up to. Because um, you know what I'm up to. I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> Oh, life's just so good. And it is. This is one of my favourite parts of the week. I have to say, it really is Thursday evening. It's it's towards the end of the week. And I'm always feeling a bit sort of, gosh, I'm tired. It's been a, a hard week at the cold face. And um, it's, the, it's two hours of my week when I absolutely just get to do nothing other than just listen to great music. And if I've got your company along with, you, with me, that's just lovely. But uh, how often do we just literally just sit and play music? We don't do it because we have it on the car, have it on the background, in the kitchen when we're doing something. But for two hours a week, I am forced to sit here. Not forced, I'm loving it. I sit here and just play great music and enjoy it along with you, I hope. So here's some less, less waffle from me, more from Greek. Here's Anitra's dance now from that Pay Again suite I spoke about a moment ago.
Oh, I nearly crashed that last little chord then. <laughs> For shame. The Royal Philharmonic Orchestra there, conducted by Sir Thomas Beecham. I do love a bit of pizzicato, don't you? I think it's lovely. And that actually came from a compilation album about music from TV. And uh, it's from an album which, it's, it's from 2010, so so many years ago now, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. But that was music that was used on the on the TV show The Apprentice. And, uh, and I was looking at that particular album. There's some amazing music. And, and I, I'm going to go back to my, you know, I'm going to harp on about what I always say, which is um, we, we all hear classical music all the time. We just don't know we're listening to it. And if I don't watch um, The Apprentice. I've never seen a single episode of it, I have to say. It's a bit like The Bake Off. I've never seen a single episode. And dare I say it, strictly. I very rarely watch TV. And... Um, so I don't, I haven't seen The Apprentice, so I didn't know that they use classical music on there. But if you are a fan of The Apprentice, you've been listening to all sorts of classical stuff. And why not? It's great, isn't it? Okay, so a bit more on the tele. I thought I'll just do a double bill television thing. And back in the day, your mum, or maybe you if you're ancient like me, uh, your mum or your nan might have been watching this. Head revisited. Ask your mum about it, or maybe in <laughs> Jeffrey Bergen, the guy that scripted that piece of music, conducted the soundtrack orchestra from the original TV series back in 1981. Good grief! Doesn't seem like five minutes ago. Of course, I was only. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. <laughs> Have a guess. Go and look on the website and see what I look like, and say, "Yeah, she looks about 20. Fantastic. She couldn't possibly have been around in 1981." The boss is looking at me like I'm lying. And I might be. Anyway, <laughs> moving swiftly on before I get sacked. So I never ever, at the moment, I never ever go a single 
uh, for those of you that listen, you know what's coming, don't you? I never go a single show without mentioning. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say, I can't help it. Oh, dear. I'm addicted to the Choral Society and we are learning uh, Handel's Messiah. I've sung this piece of music three times now. This is the third time of, of singing this particular piece of music. And, you know, I never get tired of it. I never get tired of it. And... Um, and I'm going to play the piece. We played this. We sang this last night, and I was, um, I was cussing and cursing under my breath because this is po- quite possibly, over time, this has become my favourite part of the whole work. And um, but when you are singing this, if you get lost in the script, you're done. <laughs> just you've just got to you've just got to mouth the rest of it because you're never going to pick it up. Why is that? Because it's the Amen chorus. So sometimes when I play the humming chorus, I'll say even people that have never, ever heard this piece of music will be able to sing it because there is just one word, which is the hum. Well, I swear, in the Amen chorus of um, Handel's Messiah, there is only one word in that chorus, which, of course, is Amen. Now, <laughs> it starts off with the basses. And then each part comes in singing that line. Um and on we go. And then, of course, it all morphs into all sorts of stuff. And everybody going off in different directions. Well, if you can work out the direction you're supposed to be going in, good luck to you, because I couldn't manage it last night.
maybe I should have put that closer to the beginning of the show. <laughs> it's a bit loud at the end, isn't it? But it's brilliant. What a brilliant piece of music that is. And uh, we were we were singing it last night, rehearsing it last night. And I have to say, I just think it's the most amazing piece of music. I don't think you can be involved in singing that and not be moved by something it is absolutely fantastic and if you want to hear us sing it live hopefully as as good as that particular choir which was the choir of king's college cambridge <laughs> if you want to hear sidmouth choral society sing it live on the 27th of april we'll try and make it as good as that for you and our, our tickets won't be anything like as expensive as what they charge um but the academy of ancient music was doing a grand job especially the guy on the timpani he was going for it wasn't he <laughs> <laughs> it was big stuff. So Stephen Cleary was conducting a lot of them. I think that's a great piece of music. And if you've never heard the whole, of, we're not singing the whole of the Messiah because it, it goes on for a bit too long. So uh, our musical director, David Davis, has, has basically says, I've got a version that we can get over and done with in two hours. <laughs> so, OK, so we'll just do that then. But he had us doing a couple of the movements last night at breakneck speed, <laughs> which was <laughs> behave david we can't sing that fast anyway it's it's coming together really really well i swear i've been in the core society for mm, 10 15 12 years a long time and we have never sounded better we have never sounded better if you uh want to get your ears wrapped around some fantastic music please 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 keep that date free 27th of april because uh, you won't hear a better performance. You really won't. Even if you went into um, well, Exeter and listened to the uh, festival chorus there. And we are, unlike the festival chorus and the Exeter Philharmonic, we are a community choir. We do not, we do not audition people. So when you think that everyone's just turned up there because they like singing and uh, no, rehe- no, no audition required, it's amazing the sound we're making at the moment. So we've got, we've got some big numbers now. We've got about 70 people singing. So, um, so it's going to be it's going to be a great performance. So don't miss out on that. I will be, uh, of course, of course, mentioning it maybe once or twice before then, per show. <laughs> oh, I ought to behave. Really. The boss has just stepped out for a minute. Let me just think. What have we got coming up now? Let me see another company playlist. Da, 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 da. That's not what I want. Uh, oh yes, okay. Here we go. Uh, we're going to have a few slaves. They're going to have this, this, the, the Hebrew slaves. Nobody should be enslaved. Of course they shouldn't. But back in the day. And Verdi took advantage.
hang, they hung on to that long note a little while, didn't they? I bet they took a big breath before that. And did you hear at the beginning of that, there was an awful lot of crashing and moving around. I think the uh, the audience were trying to get back to their seats after having had their gin and tonic. The Orchestra e Corro dell'Arena de Verona. There you go, a bit of Italian for you. And I swore I would never say it because I don't do Italian, but I just did there. It doesn't say who the conductor is. Pick one. Have who are you like? I don't mind. I've not had any Albanoni for a little while, have I? I always think he sounds, it's another Italian, isn't it? It always sounds like a pasta, doesn't it? And, and he's great for his oboe concertos. Everybody knows that. So let's have one right now. Concerto and B flat major there, the third movement. Alison Alti and Anthony Camden were playing the oboe and, but one each actually, but oboes. John George, John, I'm going to say, John George, I can't pronounce it. It looks like George Iadis. Yes, it's, it looks quite Greek, but I'm having difficulty saying that. I'm so sorry. George Iadis, that's it, yes. Oh, why aren't they all called Smith? Anyway, uh, who was he conducted? The London Symphony Orchestra. 
I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it wasn't in the London. It was the London Virtue OC, not the London Symphony Orchestra, the London Virtuosi. Oh dear, it's all going pear-shaped. I know I've got the London Symphony Orchestra somewhere. I think I've got them coming up in a minute. I might have to move them out actually because I'm running out of time for the amount of music that I've got stacked up, which is standard for me. I'm always having to whip something out. In the meantime, I'm going to play something I haven't played for ages. Bit of Schubert and I haven't played a symphony number two for a long time. And you know what? I haven't played anything from his fifth either, which of course is my favourite Schubert symphony. But let's go with this one. This is uh, the number two in B Fat Major and it is the second movement.
Oh, I hope that helps you decompress a little. We have had quite an exciting show so far, haven't we? We're going to bring it right down now for the next 30 minutes or so before I tuck you into bed and go off home myself. That was Lawrence. Oops, I was going to say Fox then, but we're not allowed to say his name, are we? Lawrence Foster, sorry. <clears throat> Conducting the Copenhagen Philharmonic Orchestra. I shall quickly, swiftly move on. Um, oh, this is gorgeous. Bit of foray now. Uh, he often appears, doesn't he, in the last half an hour of the show. And this is the Sicilian from his Peleas and Melisande suite.
it's just beautiful, isn't it? Such a nice piece of music that I haven't played it for ages, so I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of something from Shostakovich, somebody else that we don't play a big lot of, but this one has uh, appeared uh, regularly towards the end of the show in in the past. And it's um, it's uh, the third movement from The Gadfly, and Nicola Benedetti is going to play that for us now, and it's just such a... Wow, it's a strange little thing, isn't it? Shostakovich, he sounds like a very, very old person, but he was, uh, wasn't was that old that he couldn't score music for the movies. And here it is. Thank you. 
Oh, it's gorgeous. Kirill, oh, this, I bet he gets called KK. Kirill Karabits, that's it, was conducting the Bournemouth Symphony Orchestra who were doing all that gorgeous work in the background with the lovely Nicola Benedetti doing all the exciting stuff at the front. The boss has gone, so it's just you and me. Don't say anything. I'm going to play this now. It's the Concerto Grosso number eight from Corelli. And for those of you in the know, will know that this is nicknamed the Christmas Concerto. Well, not nicknamed, it is the name, which is the Christmas Concerto. But unless you know, it's not exactly Hark the Herald Angels Sing, is it? So we can pretend that it isn't. But let's enjoy it anyway.
I was just making sure that the last chord had gone then because it was one of those ones where I could have crashed the ending and you don't want to crash the ending of something as restful as that. Chamber Orchestra of the Moscow Conservatory. That's a very long name (laughs) for an orchestra, isn't it? I'm sure the Moscow Conservatory wanted to big themselves up there, no problem at all. Gennady Kerkasov was was conducting. I'll get it right in a minute. Got John Williams now. Not he who won his 26th Grammy this week. No, 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 no. We've got uh, the wonderful guitar exponent, John Williams. And he's playing a piece of Algar for us. Now, this is normally... Um, is it an orchestral piece? No, it's normally a piano piece, that's not a thing, but it's been scored for classical guitar. Salut d'amour. Definitely originally scored for violin, wasn't it? Having heard that again now, definitely a violin piece. But beautifully played by John Williams. Classical guitar, a bit of Elgar for you. Piece of music from the movies now, and this is gorgeous as well. Very, very uh, moody, evocative. It's from the film Gladiator, and uh, never never having seen the film. (laughs) 
I tried to watch it. Got I, I got bored after the first 10 minutes and gave up. Hans Zimmer's piece anyway from that film called Earth. lovely isn't it the Lindhurst Orchestra David Greenaway was conducting so we're down to our last piece of music and it is a choral piece very beautiful I've played it many a time Jeremy Backhouse is going to be conducting the Vasari Singers with Tavern as the Lamb so all I have to do is say goodnight thank you for joining me and I hope you'll join me next Thursday 8 till 10 for more happy classics here on Sid Valley Radio Good night.